Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert. I love coming on here with different ideas to help you lower the stress in your life. And today I've got a wonderful woman, Jennifer Schweitzer, and she's a social worker and life coach with a focus on supporting women to establish work-life balance by making themselves a priority. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Jennifer, I'd love to hear your story because I kind of read a little bit, but what inspired you to do this type of work? Yeah, so I've just always been into the helping profession. I started with social work about 20 years ago. I've worked a lot in the medical health field and then switched over into the mental health field and just felt like I was kind of missing something or I had the ability to do a little bit more and something else was out there for me. And I wasn't sure what that was. And then COVID hit. And I think you you hear a lot of people say, well, COVID changed me because, and that was me. We had actually a medical trauma in our family with my husband. And that kind of led me to really rethink my priorities and what's important to me. And it had me really take a look at what I was doing and what I was missing. And that's kind of where coaching came in. My husband is doing well now. He got out of the hospital and I was like, I think I want to be a life coach. And he's like, okay, great, let's do it. <laughs> so that's kind of like the where the trajectory for me came. So one of the things you wanted to talk about is making yourself a priority without the guilty feeling. And now why do we feel guilty if we put ourselves first? I think it's just so ingrained in us to take care of everyone else. And you're always thinking about everyone else before you're thinking about yourself and always putting yourself on the back burner. I think as women, as spouses, as mothers, there's always somebody else's needs that come before your own. And it's so hard to switch that thinking and understand why it's so important to take care of yourself and to just put your best self forward so that you can be a better partner, so that you could be a better person or neighbor or friend or daughter or whatever that looks like. And and that's where self-care and making yourself a priority really comes in. And for someone listening, self-care, what things can you do to help yourself? Yeah, yeah. And I love this question because I think when people think self-care, they automatically think, oh, well, I have to go get a massage or I have to take a bubble bath and who has time for that? And so I've helped, I've really helped women to re-identify what self-care looks like to them. And for some people, it could just be what makes me feel good is sitting down for three meals a day or taking a walk on my lunch break or being outside to do some of my phone calls rather than inside. So it's thinking about really what makes you feel good, what makes you feel happy, and how can I start implementing that into my day so that it's not disrupting my work, my life, 
the flow of what, how things were, but how can I just really make this a part of my routine? And even with the guilt, I mean, I live by myself. I'm not in a relationship. And when I take care of myself, I still feel guilty. Like, so what steps can we take to get away from that guilt? Yeah, I think part of that is just building some confidence that we're worth it. I think that it's so cliche all the time to say you have to fill your own cup before you can fill somebody else's or put your own oxygen mask on first. But it's so true to give out just in your career, in your professional life. If you're not taking care of yourself, that's going to be reflected in in just who you're putting out there as, as, as your person. Now, working as a counselor or therapist, have you ever experienced burnout? Because you're dealing with people's problems. And I mean, I know myself, I couldn't do it because I'd be bringing those problems home and thinking about that. Yep, absolutely. So think that prior to COVID, I was in a burnout phase and I didn't even know it. And I think that a lot of people get stuck in that. I'm just showing up to work every day. I'm going through the motions. I'm not really excited about the work that I'm doing. And I'm taking on everyone else's trauma. And for me, that was huge. And I I think that I was in burnout and I didn't know it. And it was definitely a wake-up call when my husband went into the hospital because I was like, wow, I haven't been taking care of myself either. And I better get myself together so that I can better support myself, my family, my career. And Yeah, I was absolutely in burnout, had no idea. And you don't know until you're out and you feel good and you're like, oh, wow, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Like, I'm supposed to love my job. I'm supposed to love the work that I'm doing. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to take care of myself. Well, I'm so happy that your husband recovered, but that must have been horrible. Like you're dealing with burnout, not even being aware of that, because a lot of times we stuff it away and ignore our body and our mind telling us, hey, slow down. And then all of a sudden you've got basically a trauma on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was frightening. I had no idea how to get through it. I didn't know if I had the energy to get through it. And that guilt of, oh, well, I have clients at work and I have people depending on me and all of this other stuff becomes a factor. And I just had to shut that down. And I'm just like, what, this isn't important to me anymore. This isn't what's, what my priorities are. And I, and I often work through with my clients and myself, what are my priorities? What is it that helps me make decisions? Because that's what's needed. We have to close off all that noise, shut that all down, shut down that guilt, and just think about what is it that's really important in my life. Now, did you have take any steps to do that? Did you write them down or what steps did you take yeah. to create that priority in your life? Yeah. So I first, my first thing was doing a lot of just like personal development and working on confidence to make those decisions because I think I was lacking that. I think that there was a part of me that was really struggling to be confident with decisions I was making. And so for me, I did a lot of work on myself and just building up that confidence. And and then, yes, I, I have a list of here's what's important to me. And I keep it like actually right by my desk. And it's just a reminder when I make decisions, these are the things that I take into account. I don't, I, I clear out all that other noise, all that other, all those other feelings. And here's what I need to focus on. Confidence is so, so important because when you are feeling that guilt around making yourself a priority, 
sometimes you just don't have the confidence to say, I'm worth it. I deserve this. This is okay for me to do. And to build up that confidence, I think, helps you to put yourself in a place that allows you to think, I am worth it. And that would help in creating boundaries as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Because without that confidence to say no and and set those boundaries, like it's just not going to happen for you. (laughs) So once you figured out the things that weren't a priority in your life, what did you do with them? (laughs) That's a good question. I lost some friends. That's for sure. (laughs) I think that you, it's, it's hard. And I think that that's where the confidence comes in because sometimes you're making some really hard decisions about what's best for you and not everybody else. And not everyone's okay with that. And not everyone is okay with the new choices that you're making and the increased confidence that you have. And Yeah, I mean, there were some people that didn't appreciate that and didn't appreciate me speaking up for myself and and not just agreeing to everything that was said and done. And so I think that depending on your circumstances, getting rid of that negative stuff that's going on and bringing in that positive is probably a really, really hard step to take. And that's where sometimes support comes comes into play. So surrounding yourself with those people that are going to cheerlead you on to, to get done what you need to get done. And that's really hard too, is not only we feel guilt, we don't like asking for help either. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, exactly. And that was, that's so hard for people. And I think, again, that comes with that ability to say, I'm worth it. It's okay for me to ask for help. I can't do everything alone. I, I I think we try to put the weight of the world on our shoulders all the time. And one person can't do it. It's just not physically, emotionally possible to, to do everything by ourselves. We need now, help. Now, when you started asking for support, how did you feel? and What changes did you have to go through? Asking for help was really, really hard. It's something that I'm still not 100% great at. It's still a work in progress. And I think that I had to first understand that I can't do it all by myself. I can't do it alone. And once you admit that to yourself, it becomes a little bit easier to ask for that support and that help. But until you're ready to admit it to yourself, you're probably not going to be able to ask for that support. Yeah. And and the thing is, too, like you feel almost like you're a failure, feel mm-hmm. like you've taken the world on your shoulders, but all of a sudden, no, you can't do it all. But now yeah. you feel that you're failing and the fear of what other people might think. Yeah, I love talking about boundaries. Are there any tips or techniques that you can share with the audience today about boundaries or setting the boundaries? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I try and teach is when somebody texts us and asks us for something or asks for advice or an opinion or a yes or no, we take a moment to think about it. And we we can put our phone down and take five minutes and think about it. And I think that when we're in person, we can do the same thing. Our automatic answer is always, yes, of course, I'll do that. And if you really stop to think about your answer before just giving an answer, I think that that's the biggest piece is process it. Think about, okay, if I say yes to this, what am I actually saying no to? Does this mean that I can't do what I had 
thought about doing before? Does this mean that something for me changes or I can't take my walk today, which I was really looking forward to? So processing that request before you just automatically answer. And I think that we we struggle because we want to be that people pleaser. We want to be that helpful person that people can rely on. But when we're saying yes, we're saying no to ourselves for something. And, and just to think about that before you give an answer. Now, did you find when you were towards the end of your burnout before you created your awareness, were you automatically saying yes to things? Because I find when you are in burnout and you are feeling stressed, you tend to say yes more because you yep. don't have the energy to say yep. no. Exactly. You're you don't even have the energy to like process what they're asking you, so you're just automatically saying yes. Absolutely that was happening and it was especially happening at work. I wouldn't have the energy to think about my response, so I would just say yes. And that added extra things to my to-do list and I wasn't getting done what I needed to get done, which then you're staying late and you're trying to rush through things and you're not putting all of your effort in and and those kinds of patterns are definitely going to lead to burnout. So yes, that was absolutely happening to me. And I see it happening with, with a lot of people that just, oh. And the thing with boundaries, saying no is a sentence, right? Just no. Yeah. But yeah. I like what you said too, like just taking that step back and I'll let you know. Let me look at my schedule. Let me take a look at what I need to do today. Or even just the idea of, yes, I can help you with that. Maybe it's not going to be today. What's your deadline here? So that you're not just pushing everything of your own aside, like you are really thinking about how you can best support somebody else, but also taking care of your own needs. Absolutely. So I understand you have a free guide. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I have, it's a boundary guide. So it's the top kind of tips and tricks that I'll give. It talks about saying no. It talks about increasing your work-life balance. And it talks about why energy and time are so important. So simple tips and tricks to setting good boundaries and keeping them. I think that that's a huge piece of it. Like we're all like, yes, we're going to set boundaries. And then we're like, okay, the next day things change. And and we kind of go back to what's comfortable for us. So this is going to help you to really just kind of set those boundaries and keep them in place to to maintain your peace. I love that. And that's the thing that's important too, is not just setting the boundaries, is keeping them because then you've got the boundary pushers. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're going to have, you're gonna encounter those people wherever you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now we're going to just wrap this up. Is there any words of wisdom you'd like to leave with the audience today? Yeah, I will always encourage people and I try to to end um, all of my sessions by just reminding people to be kind to themselves. We always hear about being kind to others. While that's important, don't forget to be kind to yourself. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your time today. So wherever you're watching or listening, I will have Jen's information out there. And if you have any questions, please ask her. She's great. So thank you so much, Jen. What wonderful information. Thank you so much, Denise. So just leaving you a gentle reminder to slow down and enjoy your life. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www 
stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.